<laughs> you got this. Hello. Hello. What is the time where you are? It is 8.30. Oh, so it's not too, not too early. No, no, I was, I have to go to work anyway in like an hour or so. So, so not too bad. Not too bad. How are you, my friend? You've I'm okay. A- I've had a real, yeah, 24 hours of crying. <laughs> oh my god i went to bed with the worst migraine yesterday um Mm -hmm. but um yeah i'm all right it was just really emotional it was kind of like 15 years worth of army angst all came out in the space of about 30 minutes and um yeah it's yeah i mean i was just thinking about you all me and just that yeah, just yeah, everything. And then I think like after a traumatic event, like what we've been through, what I know for me, like you just crave like something predictable <laughs> and yeah. something, like that feels like I know what's going to happen and I'm okay. And the life you lead as an army wife is like, you just never know when things are going to change completely. Or you might think they're going one direction and then they're going another and I don't know how you do it it's just um yeah it's that it's wanting to have just a normal calm life that is is predictable but it's also I think after what we've been through it's it's needing that predictability but it's also needing reassurance and it's needing someone to put you first and make you feel like you're important and that's what I don't get a lot and it's not yeah. anybody's fault. It's just, it's just we are second to operational effectiveness. That's how it is in the army. Op- operational effectiveness always comes first. And so I have this constant feeling of being unimportant or not being yeah. priority. And yeah. so you kind of tie all of that in together with everything yeah. that's happened. <clears throat> it's just not a nice combination really um but what happened last night when we started talking about things um just lots of other stuff came out from the last kind of 15 years and the different situations that I've been put in as an army wife and um my husband kind of revealed a few things about how he felt about some things that have happened over the years which really shocked me really surprised me he'd never really vocalized it before Wow. So I was kind of a bit taken aback with that. And then I was, it was very, very, very emotional for me because it was almost like I'd been vindicated and almost like my feelings all these years were suddenly validated. And I realized that I was right all along and it wasn't me just being moody and miserable and unhappy. There were genuine reasons for that. And finally, he's kind of come out and said it. Um, wow. yeah, which was just a really big deal, really, really big deal for me. Yeah. Well, what did he say? What do you mean when you say that? Well, okay. So, well, it started off over, um, it's just silly, really. I don't even remember how it started, but let's just say, so 
my so obviously I haven't um edited the last podcast that yeah. we did because in that podcast for people are listening to this in order I had really bad um muscle uh joint aches didn't I and I was in bed and I was just feeling really poorly and I was going oh yeah I'm sure it'll be gone in 24 hours well it was COVID so right. um turns out that I had been really really poorly all week um my husband's not here he's on exercise running around a forest somewhere in in England about four hours away from here um and things got really bad with my son had kind of an episode because he was going back to school and that got really difficult and then um I wasn't getting any better and there was just everything was just building up and and I was getting very overwhelmed and very stressed Mm -hmm. and very ill and very tired and kind of the whole feeling of not being important and not being like no one gives a shit like that's how I felt yeah um I've got no one to turn to here my husband's away I'm really ill like what the who's giving a shit about me essentially and so that all kind of blew up midweek where I had a meltdown at the kids I had a meltdown at my husband I was feeling really really low and really shit he ended up coming home early he got some compassionate leave or whatever they call it and he was allowed to come home. So he came home really late Thursday night, which was a real relief for me. And then on Friday, so yeah, this was yesterday. I just don't, I don't even know what day of the week is. I know. Um, I've been doing that all week. I've been like, well, at least it's only Thursday. And people were like, it's Wednesday. I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah. When you spend a week in bed, I just have no idea what day it is. So he's here yesterday and just the afternoon or whatever and he's kind of fixing his cricket bat and waving his his cricket bat around and I just made kind of a dig about him playing cricket because when they play cricket it's all day like it's an entire day all day Saturday until like probably 11 o'clock in the morning until quite late at night because they play cricket all day and then they have drinks with the team and whatever and it's yeah. a real commitment. It's a massive thing. And it means if he plays cricket, then he's not here for an entire day, every weekend for the whole of summer, um, which has been a bit of a bugbear with me for different reasons. So I kind of made a dig about um, the cricket. And and what set me off was he was kind of justifying it and going, you know, it's the one thing I do and I just feel like I really need it for my mental health and blah, blah, blah. And it was that bit that set me off. Oh, my God. Yeah. Because I was kind of like, what about my mental health? <laughs> like, what about my mental health Like, over the years? Like, no one has given a shit about me or what state I'm in or whether I'm coping or whether I'm feeling overwhelmed or stressed or strung out or ill or anything. Like, yeah. and the thing is, is that I feel like I don't have a choice. I don't have a choice to not be okay because there is no one to back me up. So if I'm not okay, stuff just doesn't get done. The kids don't get fed. They don't go and see their friends. They don't get picked up from clubs or activities. They, it just stuff doesn't yeah. get done. So I just, I always feel like I don't have a choice to um, take, a, do take a mental health day. Yeah, yeah, I just don't, I don't, I don't have a choice. I have and, to be and okay. And we were talking about this, like it's just often just women, right? Like, yeah. And moms, it's like, oh yeah, I don't get to. Yeah, or yeah. if you do, but it, or if you do, you have to check first that it's okay that you can do that, so that someone else yeah. can 
pick up the slack. I like, went through that too, you know, because my ex made more money than me or I don't know why, but if our kid was sick, it would always be assumed that it would be me that would have to miss work. Like, yeah. And I, and I remember thinking, why is that? That's like, it's just, yeah. Fucking yeah. Or when they want to go out and do something, they just go out. Whereas if I want to yes. go out and do something, I have to check first. That they just, gonna they be let here. us yeah. know, but we yeah. have to check first. Yeah. Yeah. So it's that kind of thing. So I'd kind of made a dig about that. And then, so he, then he went all quiet and then, um, he said, oh, I don't have to go back on the exercise. So originally when he came home, he was just going to come home for the weekend, make sure everything was all right, um, you know, kind of pick up the slack a bit and then go back on this exercise. And he said, oh, the exercise has been cancelled. And I was like, oh, does that mean you don't have to go back? And he just went, yeah. Um, and he went really quiet and he went, um, I'm on 24 hours to move. I was like, what do you mean? Uh, something's kicked off in Sudan. And so we're on 24 hours to move. And I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. I just was like, okay, so you've come home pretty much because I'd lost the plot and was saying I wasn't coping. And now you're going, oh, yeah, but I'm off to Sudan and possibly this week, but we don't know any time between now and whenever. And I kind of composed myself before. Normally I would go storming after him and go, oh, and I was like, right, just don't do that. You know, so I just went, followed him and I just said, look, can we just talk about how I'm feeling? And he was like, yeah. And I was just explaining how I just feel so unimportant. Like, and it's not until I lose the plot that yeah. I then get support and help. And then I feel like this kind of over um, dramatic wife who's not coping and who's hysterical and all of this. And I said, I don't like that feeling and I don't. And it kind of turned out that we'd, he was waiting for me to say that I can, can you come home? I don't ever feel that I can make that call because he's in the army and he has to go and I don't feel like I can go, oh, sorry, can you just come home because I need you here? Yeah. So I never say, I want him to just realise that and drop everything and come home and he's waiting for me to say it. Yeah. So we're both like just in this stalemate. Um, with me getting worse and worse and him then just thinking that I'm just angry and pissed off at him. Yeah. So and then I was trying to explain, but you have to understand how this has been for me over the years of, of all of this happening. And one of the examples I gave, this was the realisation that just really upset me, was um, wow. when my daughter was a baby yeah. so she was six weeks old, we had, I'll try and put it into context, when I was about eight and a half months pregnant, eight months pregnant, we moved from Germany over to the UK. And we'd been living in Germany for four years. We had my son. So he was 18 months at the time. Um, we moved over and my husband was in the middle of um, a commission. So he was doing his officer training at the time. So yeah. when we moved over, I think he had about a week maybe a bit more, I can't remember, off work where we were able to move. And I remember when it was, it was when um, Kate and Will got married because just when we moved, we got this, we had this street party where we lived for the royal wedding and I was massively pregnant and just sat in this chair the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I didn't know anyone. We'd just moved. I raced to get myself in the kind of doctor system and the maternity system because I literally could have 
dropped at any moment. My husband went back and finished this course he was on. And so he was Monday to Friday, he was away. And then he'd come back at the weekend. Um, he did that for a few weeks. And the last weekend he was home. So he came home on a Friday. I went into labor four days later and then had my daughter. So that's how kind of close it was. So then I had a C-section. Um, you know, obviously you can't move. I was in hospital for a little while. I came out of hospital and I think my daughter was six weeks old. And um, it's my husband's first day back at work. Yeah. And he so he'd had all his paternity leave and everything while I was off and looking after my son and stuff. Um, and he went back. It was a Tuesday. I remember it vividly. It was a Tuesday. Um, and he called me from work going, um, they've just put me in a room and given me a phone and said that I've got to go to Canada. And I was like, well, and he was going, yeah, I've got to go to Canada. And they kind of put it to him at the time where he kind of had a choice, but he didn't yeah. feel at the time that he had a choice. Right. Um, and literally that Saturday he was gone. And I remember I was saying to him, I remember that day he left sitting on the big, we were, we were living on the coast of the UK in a place called Dover at the time. And it was a shithole. But I remember sitting on the beach, this is pebbly beach with a baby in a buggy. And my son was kind of totting about with, playing with stones and stuff just in total shock like just sitting there feeling incredibly surreal and like I have no idea what I'm gonna do yeah I don't know anyone here I've literally moved had a baby and have been in bed for six weeks oh recovering from a c-section and oh I don't know what I'm gonna do and it was horrific it was just yeah. awful oh so that was just one of the one of the occasions where I've just felt really dropped in it and I've just had to get on and cope. And I, So I brought that up and he kind of interrupted me and just said, oh, that's one of the biggest fuck ups of my career. And I just said, what do you mean? And he kind of just admitted that looking back now, he said, I just wish someone had sat me down and gone you don't have to do this. You need to be with your wife and family. And I was just gobsmacked. And he kind of explained the situation. And I knew at the time this was his first posting as an officer. So he just right. commissioned. He felt very under pressure that this of was course. kind of his performance. And if he turned this off opportunity down then and it wasn't even a career opportunity it was just someone had dropped out they needed someone to fill it but he felt very yeah. under pressure and he felt very obliged get, to the army yeah and you'd be in the good books for saving the day and yeah and he felt very um kind of like if, yeah yeah and yeah. and didn't and he felt like if he said no it was going to affect how he was seen as an officer and, and all of this stuff. So he kind of said yes. And I obviously just went along with it. I said to him, I don't want you to go, but I'm not going to, you know, kick off if you have to go kind of thing. And just to hear that he wishes he hadn't gone. Yeah. Just was so, and I was like, why? This was like, my daughter's almost 12. So this is like... 12 years ago and I was just like why have you never told me this before yeah and and he was just like well 
I didn't really know before. He's taken, he said, it's taken me a really long time to process all of these things and with hindsight and with what I know about my career and the army now and how it works. Um, he said, I could have said no. And he said, in fact, they've got an exercise coming up to Kenya in a couple of months. And he's told one of his officers that they're not going for that reason because his wife is pregnant. And he said, you are staying home with your wife and family. So it was, yeah, it was just so good to hear on the one hand, because it shows he's been thinking about it and he's been processing. And even because from what I gather, he's not the most communicative in that arena, but like he's, he said it out loud and that's super validating, but also it's just fucking heartbreaking because it's like fuck that's kind of when I just yeah that's exactly how I felt I felt entirely justified for once I just felt like I was right I was right I was right to be miserable I was right to be upset I was right to be in shock and say how shit it was and and I remember at the time I knew nobody I didn't know anyone and I had a tiny baby and a toddler and I had been when I came out of hospital, we had been on a buggy walk. There was a local um, like children's centre nearby. And as a family, we had seen that there was a buggy walk and we thought, oh, we may as well go because I could walk a little way. And the, and the buggy walk was, you know, you walk to a cafe with a, gr- a group of new mums and you all kind of had a coffee and then you'd walk back. And I thought, well, if it's that bad, I can just, my husband can run home and get a car. Yeah. And so when he left, I... So that was a Saturday. That Monday, I can't remember when the buggy walk was, but whatever day it was, I got in the car and I drove with the kids to the coffee shop where I thought they would be at this particular time. And bearing in mind, I've been on this walk once um, and I got out of the car and I went and found them and I sat down and I just said, I just really need some phone numbers. My husband's gone away. I don't know anybody. Um, And I was just worried that if something happened to me, or I got ill or, you know, I just had no one to contact or nobody to kind of turn to. I was desperate. I didn't know what to do. So I ended up getting a couple of phone numbers from these two girls I had met once briefly on a walk. You know, like we weren't friends. We just I'd met them this one time Um, and they are actually really great. So you know, it's just times like that. And I just felt so emotional. I was just so, I've just felt for so long that it was all my fault and I was just miserable. And I was just, why couldn't I just be happy? And why couldn't I stop Mm -hmm. moaning? And why couldn't I just get on with things? And why couldn't I just, you know, just be like everybody else? I felt like everybody else, all the other army wives were just, you know, coping really well and and not necessarily loving it but no no but at the time you just don't yeah I just didn't feel like like that it's also just fucking the more I you know look back just becoming a mother is so intense yeah And and it's a splitting of yourself it's like a it's I don't know it's 
but it's a lot and it's hard and you need yeah. people around you and I you had no do. one I had nobody no. I had, oh, and a lot of my friends we all had babies at similar times and I would see on Facebook that they're all you know they all live near each other they were all doing all these things and I yeah. used to go to the park I remember and wherever we lived I didn't sit at home crying I went out I found play groups and mum's groups and tots groups and you know indoor play and whatever I found whatever I could find I would do something every single day with the kids and I would walk to the local park um with a picnic and we'd sit with a ball or whatever and a picnic and play in but the park. But it's lonely. Yeah, really lonely. And I would see all these people like with all these blankets and groups of people and I just felt so lonely. So lonely. Yeah. It was it was horrible. Yeah. And and then on top of that I'm feeling like you know, I I get a lot of the conversation we were having last night was about resentment and how my husband kind of felt that I resented him and when it's not his fault. And I was like, no, I never resent. And I've never resented him yeah. for not being here. I, res I feel resentment and I know it's not his fault and I've never said it's his fault. It's his job. But yeah. what happens is you're then left with all this discontent yeah. and all this frustration and all these emotions that you can't channel it anywhere. You can't, it's not like you need to, pile it on somebody but it's kind of like well okay I'm in this situation where I understand my husband has no choice yeah. which then in turn leaves me with even less choice um and what can I do with all those feelings I have about it yeah that makes total sense yeah so that was kind mean, of what a, I mean it's a painful conversation but what a I don't know. Like, how did you feel after you? Or do you just feel like too little, too late, kind of like? Um, it was kind of a mixture of everything. I felt a bit like that. I felt kind of exactly what you said. I kind of felt vindicated and justified. Like, finally, my feelings were actually acknowledged that they were justified. Um, and then I was just like, I just then just got really, really, really upset because I've said to him, all I've ever wanted him was just to see me for me and how hard I've tried over the years, like how I just wanted him to see how much I was actually doing rather than just seeing all the moodiness. Yeah. You know, like... Is that what he saw, do you think? or I don't know, but that's how you asked him he like... saw. That's how yeah. I felt he saw. And, and I, I the know. thing is, you always remember the shit bits. You remember, like, you know, there's 20% shit and 80% good. It's the 20% that you focus on. And, yeah. and he brought up a couple of um, examples um, of when he said that I was really moody with him over certain things. And, and one of them was when I was, just before we moved, when I was on my own pregnant, and I was like, I ended up in hospital. I ended up in hospital seven months pregnant because I was having contractions because I was overdoing it because he wasn't there. Yeah. And I nearly missed his, his, literally I was in hospital the day before his officer march out and I nearly missed it. I had to discharge myself and go anyway. And they were, they'd given me steroid injections in case I went into labor. Wow. 
so yeah it was just kind of like 15 years worth of of both of our sides dealing with this situation that we've both in being married with the army kind of interfering in everything so it was obviously his perspective and my perspective all just kind of came out I mean we weren't arguing we able we were able to kind of put our sides across without you know kind of attacking or blaming or anything like that um but it was very emotional how did you feel after like did you feel closer or did you feel I don't know because like often those I did this morning yeah at the time, I was just so emotional and I just, my head really started to hurt. And I just, like I've said to you before now, whenever anything really, really emotional, I, my body just goes, oh, and I can't. And so he just kind of brought me up to bed and put me in bed and um, gave me a cuddle. And, and you know, he kind of went off and watched Jaws, I think, with the kids. But yeah. I, I don't know, I just, today I feel like I just, it's almost like we need to exercise all this stuff and just move on. But it, it's, for me, it, like with the affair and everything, and I felt at the time when I chose not to go with him on that particular posting, I felt so judged by so many people that I didn't know for making that decision. Right. Right. When I knew it was the right decision for me and I knew what I had experienced as my army wife career, which is yeah. not the same as everybody else's. And it was almost like finally he acknowledged how we had been let down by the army in particular situations, yeah. which, which led up to me making that decision. So it's not just, you've got to look at it as a whole. Yeah. It's not just one decision, you know, you've got to look at the build up and the reasons that led me to making that decision. And I said to him, I just want you to see me as somebody who is really capable and really resilient and really resourceful that was trying really hard, um, that was put in these really, really difficult situations. And, and me being moody and angry and frustrated is not who I am. It's just a, a result of the 10 years that I spent in those situations. Yeah. Yeah. And I felt that, that, you know, it's the whole I am the wife thing. I was thinking about this this morning. It's like I want to be seen as a really good wife. Like I was a good wife. I am a good wife. I am a really good mum. And I was in these really difficult situations and I just felt like all I was being seen as was a misery. Yeah. You know, it was a miserable, never happy. Oh, yeah. my God, she's in a mood with me yet again. Yeah. And like, yeah, fuck, I know that feeling. Yeah. Where you're just like, okay, she hasn't slept and she hasn't washed her hair and she's just bitching and. Yeah. And taking and, it out on me. And oh, yeah. God, and she's you can't just in even another fucking mood kids with me. when you're yeah. like that. You can't even we need I don't know like I'm just now I feel like learning how to prioritize myself and it's so uncomfortable it feels so weird yeah and I'm just only now really sticking up for myself and going no I'm not okay with you not yeah. being here I can't cope today and I'm not like I've only just learned that I was able to do that because I was going I never felt like he was going oh you could 
if you need me home, you can you can say that. And I was like, no, I can't. Like, you're yeah. in Afghanistan in a war. What, you think I can go, oh, sorry, I'm not coping today. I need someone to look after the kids. I was like, come on. Like, it just, yeah. that's not, was not the impression that I was given. And so, I don't know, it kind of exercised a lot of demons, I think. Um, and it didn't end up being focused on the affair that never came into it although I was I was feeling like this for me was all tied in because I feel like that was the person he turned me into in order to be able to do what he did and that was the character that I had become as the wife yeah yeah and so I kind of did feel again justified in that that wasn't a character, that was a result of the last 10 years of my life as an army wife. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was very, very emotional for me to hear him acknowledge those things. And, and I just said, I just want you to see me for this, the real person that I am and how I've managed and how I've coped and how I've been an amazing mum and, and just kind of, been resilient with the challenges and yes I've been angry and yes I've been frustrated and pissed off and but it's been really really justified because it's been really really fucking hard so I spoke to my sister about it this morning briefly and she was just like Joe, you know you've got 18 months left she said you've just got to grit it out just 18 months left and then you just have a normal life yeah, but I mean, yeah, you do. But you, I think, like as as awful as those that conversation was, and that boiling point you came to, I feel like, well, from my end, it just feels so positive that you got some things out in the open, and and some grief, you know, about that time that's not connected to the affair, right? Like, I mean, it is, but it's. In a totally different way. This was yeah. way before any of that. Even. Yeah. 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 And really, like, it, it's all tied in because I feel like the affair was as an escape from all of that. It was, yeah. it was an escape from me as the character that I had become because of yeah. the situation. It was an escape. It happened because, partly because I had said no to going there which was because of all of the previous three postings and how I'd been dealt with and what, you know, it's all connected, all of it. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a lot of grief and a lot of um, kind of tied up emotions in it. I feel very kind of wobbly about it. But, um, yeah, it's, it's all good. It's all... Oh, what a what a life. Oh, I know. But I said to him this morning, you know, I could just, I could have left a million times over for so many different reasons. And I've never, ever, ever wanted to not be with him. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy. <sighs> yeah, I feel quite emotional. Oh. Of course. Of course. So much of it was just, so much of it was just so hard. It was so hard. And I just wanted somebody to see how hard it was. 
Yeah. Or someone to go, you're doing amazing. Or how can I help? Or, you know, take a day for yourself. (laughs) Yeah. And I just wanted him to see how hard I was trying and how hard it was and not just see me as this whinging, you know, miserable wife, which I was a lot of the time, but I also wasn't a lot of the time. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. Like I've been thinking a lot about how we, how I tend to mind read, like, think about like how other people are experiencing me or how they're seeing me. And it's like, I don't actually know that, (laughs) you know, what, what is that? Like, this is how people see me. I don't know. I'm just really thinking about. Yeah. We all want to be seen. Like we all want to be seen, but how, like how does anybody ever really, really see us? How we desire to be seen yeah but we don't know how other people see us they're all seeing us through their own yeah you know woundings and and traumas and so yeah it's just interesting to me and and you know like we when you say you know I hear you saying I want to be seen I want to be felt prioritized I want to be all these things and it's like I know this is super annoying of me to say, but how do you do that for yourself? How do yeah. you prioritize yourself? How do you know, even now I'm like, okay, so my girlfriend's not, <laughs> you know, there's some things I wish she was saying to me like, Oh, you look beautiful or you're so great. It's like, how do I make myself feel those things? Yeah, if if and, yeah, if it's not yet, coming in the way that you feel you think it should, yeah, which, whether we're whether we're we're whether they're unrealistic expectations or not, it's like, well, how do we then make sure we're feeling that regardless yeah. of what anyone else is doing externally, isn't it? Yes, exactly. And what is that connected to? And that whole idea of like, this is how people see me, and. Yeah, it's interesting because, I don't know, we just have so many sides to ourselves, right? And anyway, I'm not making it. And everything's easier when you look back on it, isn't it? Everything is, you know, with hindsight and you can see the bigger picture and you can see all the things that happened. And Yeah. I don't know. I just, I don't know. It was just very, very emotional. Yeah. To of hear course. the acknowledgement of Oh my god. Yes. Yes. And and Yeah, without defensiveness, you know? Like it sounds like he wasn't saying, "Well, I had to make money or and I, I you Yeah, know, it was, no, it, was it wasn't. Like, finally he was like, "Yeah, I really regret that. I can see yeah. now how that damaged things. I can see how you know, so I'm happy for you that you got that little tiny kernel of validation or or just like some real ownership from him. Not about the affair, but about just his own journey in in all this. Yeah. And, 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 how, and to feel and like, yeah, he does think about it. Like 
Yeah, and he's just like I said to him, like he is just Mr. Flatline. Like yeah. he's got one emotion. <laughs> you know, it's just very. He's just you. Just don't know with him. You don't see any kind of peaks and troughs of emotion. Like there's me, like a flipping roller coaster up and down all over the place and he's just very gray in the middle all the time um and so just to hear that from him and just that acknowledgement of yeah I wish I you know he just said it was a fuck up yeah one of the main things to come out of it was this whole communication thing and that he's when I get really stressed and um with him not being here he he's waiting for me to give him an instruction he's waiting for me to go I need you to come home whereas I don't feel like I can ever say that because that's me versus the army and his job and so then I just try to express how stressed I am by getting stressed and and kicking off about how unimportant I feel and how no one gives a shit about me whereas he's waiting for me to go can you come home So when I'm kicking off and getting stressed, he thinks that I'm just having a go at him and I'm just in a mood with him. And so then he's thinking, well, does she want me to come home? Because it doesn't sound like she wants to be anywhere near me. And like, right, right. Yeah. And whereas I'm waiting for him to make me feel like I'm important by coming home. Yeah. And I feel like I can't ever say, just can you come home? Because I feel like I'm up against the army. And that I have this emergency phone call number for when people die. Like, do you know yeah. what I mean? It's not I mean, like... I, maybe this will change things, <clears throat> um, you know, going... Not change things, but, you know... Well, it's highlighted. You know this, diff- like, yeah. the next time this comes up, you can say, hey, remember that talk we had? Like, <laughs> yeah, that's what I need. It's funny, like, last night I was talking to my girlfriend and and she's been really great and and making big efforts to like FaceTime with me when I know it's like her least favorite thing to do in the world and last night and there's a we have a five hour or three hour time difference and everything and and I said to her oh have you booked your plane ticket yet because I want her to come out and visit me and she has this big thing coming up so she can't really come up till the end of after the end of May and she got so defensive and so like I can't even think about that right now. Like she, I could just feel like the stress, but it was so great because, you know, I could have taken that as, oh, she doesn't even want to come, but I could see it was just stressing her. And I said, Hey, 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 like, it's okay. I get it. You don't have to even think about the plane ticket till, till this thing is over in May. But I was like, I think what I was trying to say is I miss you and I want to see you. You know, so it was just growth, right? We're growing in our communication and in our, yeah, ways. Yeah, and recognizing what we need and the undertones. Yeah, of, like, yeah, I was able happening. to go, look, I, I don't, you don't need to, this isn't me saying, why haven't you booked a plane ticket? It's me saying, I miss you, you know, yeah. I want to I see you. I want it when you've booked your ticket, then I know the day that you're coming. Yeah, it's not. I said, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. But yeah, it was just, it felt good to be able to go. And I didn't take it personally that she was like kind of 
irritated that I asked about the plane ticket, you know? Yeah, and I, I just think that was, just, that was just my my biggest feeling was that I just want, I always felt like there was this undertone of, oh, here she goes again, fucking yeah. never happy. And I just wanted him to be able to understand why I wasn't happy and that I was trying so hard to be contented and to be okay with what was thrown at me and and I just and it's like fucking motherhood too like we've talked about this before I was overwhelmed and lonely and unhappy and not fulfilled because I was not making money I was not doing what I love and you know I wanted to be a mom so bad that I always would tell myself well this is what you wanted so you're not allowed to complain now yeah you always wanted, you know, a family and to be a mom. So keep your mouth shut. Just be yeah, grateful. And you sh- yeah, and you should be this and you should be that. Yes. And you should be this. And you should be feeling this and grateful and this and that and blah, blah, blah. And, and it's not allowing ourselves to be okay, feeling not okay with the situation and know that it's all right to feel like <clears> that. <throat> and there's not something wrong with you if you're being, you know, if you're not very happy. Yeah. So yeah. I think I got my point across in that I just, you know, that's what I wanted him to see. I wanted him to see the good in me and not just the moodiness because I felt like there's this always this undertone of resentment, which I'm frightened of. I'm frightened of that undertone of resentment because I've seen where that leads. Yeah. And so that's what I'm, I think I'm a bit hypersensitive of existing is that resentment yeah or that side of you okay now I've been reading this book that I was telling you my therapist recommended called no it's by Richard C. Schwartz and it's this whole thing about called systems model which is like a whole I don't I'm no expert I'm just reading it now but it's like this method or this philosophy I don't know what how to look at yourself and and the parts of ourselves, you know? So it's like being able to separate that part of you that is resentful or to be seen. And it's like by separating ourselves into all these parts, like I have a part of myself that needs a lot of attention that, you know, wants to entertain another part that, and and by separating them into things, you can see that, I don't know you on that part of you anyway highly recommend the book I just totally did not explain it well at all but, <laughs> <laughs> but no but you can kind of see how everything interacts yeah, and, and you're not just yeah. one thing that's it like you're not just one thing you're not just and none of them you are have bad. These parts of you and and a lot of the coexist a lot of these parts are just really younger parts of us are trying to be seen like the reactivity that comes up with us is is just like if you think of it as this little kid who's like hey I just want to be seen and loved and 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 we're so yeah I don't know it I find it very fascinating work and I'm I'm trying to dive into it but the other thing I've been thinking a lot about is just you know we can analyze and talk and really like understand things 
in our minds about stuff that's happened in our past or the affair, but we need, like, I don't think all this shit, you know? You don't think we can what? You cut out then? We, I don't think we can heal it mm. until you feel it. You've got to feel it. You've got to allow your body to feel all those big emotions because I can sit here and intellectually analyze all the things I'm feeling and why, but I think there's something really in like allowing yourself to sit with that awful emotion like you did last night, you know? Yeah. And and last night I was really, really upset, like really upset. I just couldn't stop crying and I couldn't really pinpoint what it was that had really upset me and I think it's what you said a little while ago about the grief it's the grief of yeah of finally feeling justified in I wasn't wrong like there was nothing wrong with me and there was nothing wrong with the way that I was reacting and feeling at that time and and there's been nothing wrong with all the other occasions since either yeah And it's also just kind of like tied into then there's always this element of, you know, I felt so judged, especially by the other woman. Like, you know, yeah. you, you they obviously have to look at you in a certain way and to justify what they're doing. And I always get this feeling of like, you've got, you have no fucking clue what I've been through in my life as a wife. And you have no. absolutely no place to be judging that or... Um, making assumptions about that to suit your own position, like, you know, and your own, we all want to be seen. Like, I get that. I was kind of thinking, like, she wanted to be seen just as much as I want to be seen, my husband wanted to be seen. You know, that's what we all crave. We all crave to be validated and acknowledged and to be seen for, you know, all the good things that we are. Yeah. But I just think the difference is I just don't, step over somebody else in order to be seen yeah I'm not gonna you know and and I just do feel I I do feel quite angry sometimes that like you know you have absolutely no place to judge me as a wife anyone that did at that time you know that just toxic people that make judgments about other people's situations and nobody knows what I went through with my babies and and my life with my husband and can comment on why I chose to not move with him and, and no. blame that on whatever. And oh, yeah. We all you know, feel, like, how the yes. fuck? How dare oh, you? I like, feel, you know, I feel I, even me making this choice to do this contract, you know, there is a part of me that's like, oh, I'm sure people are judging me. Like, how can you leave your daughter for that long? Or, and Oh my gosh. I honestly feel like I miss, I'm going to cry now. Mm. I miss her so much, but I feel like this time away is actually going to make me a better mom, you know, because I'm, I'm just so grateful to have this weird little fantasy. It's not a fantasy, but this weird little time alone and working on something I love and being in a 
fresh new place away from my day-to-day life. I just feel like, yeah. It reminds you of who you are though, doesn't it? Yes. And I think more women need this, like whether they have kids or not, it, we all need to get back to who we are. And yeah, I mean, I, I feel extreme guilt away from her. Um, but I also just feel like, holy crap, I've been gone four weeks now, I think. And it just feels like I could have four more just, just to be separate is, and to be alone is good. You know, it is good. Yeah. I just, I feel now like I just need to kind of keep exercising the past and, and allow myself to open myself up again to the love that I feel for my husband I don't think it's gone anywhere I just think it's been highly highly protected for so long sharing that and being vulnerable in his way like that's so attractive you know yeah and it's just I just need I need to allow it to land yeah you know how we say like in the aftermath of affairs they say things but it just doesn't land on you you don't believe it you don't like you have no clue whether it's true or not like yeah and I find I still do that now and I think it's just a protection thing like he sent me a text message in the week saying I care about you and if you need me to come home I'll come home and I'm kind of like I feel like going yeah right you're just saying that I don't allow those statements and those things to actually land on me and be accepted and I think a lot of that is protection of course it is that's what you know like I was saying a couple episodes ago that quote I saw that's like our brains are designed to keep us safe and alive Mm. and it's like of course doubling down now because of what happened and I am the same I'm like waiting for I'm just waiting for to be rejected. Yeah, I'm just waiting, waiting for the punch to in be the face. rejected, <laughs> yeah. rather than going. Wait a minute. Do I like this person? Do I? You know. Just w- rather than realizing, oh, I could be. She might be worrying. I'm going to reject her. Like, oh my God, we're so complicated. <laughs> uh. And so emotional. Like yes. honestly, you could not get. Me and my husband, you could not get two more extreme people when it comes to emotions. Like well, yeah, I said, I he, like he's Mr. Flatline and I'm Mr. Like one minute I'm up and the next minute I'm down oh, and then like literally from one extreme to the other. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I have to get ready to go to work. Um, well, I went and had my hair cut this morning and went and oh. bought myself some new workout Ooh, gear. So. I, send me a picture. I'm getting, <laughs> my roots, I'm getting my roots done on Monday and I can't wait. But I have to say, yesterday I woke up and I was like, I feel gross. I feel unattractive. I'm not. And I had bought my. And I was like, I'm putting on these sneakers, I'm putting on this cute little outfit. And I put some makeup on and I walked to work and I was like, okay, it worked. I'm feeling like I like myself again. And yeah. Oh my gosh. I can't wait to get my roots done. And yeah, I just need to go back to work on Monday and remind myself that I'm a worthy human being and not just a COVID 
mess yeah, in bed. <laughs> exactly. But you are worthy even when you are a COVID, you know? Yeah. Right. When even yeah. you are a COVID. Oh, I'm so eloquent. Okay. Well, thanks for listening. Of course. I uh, love you. We'll talk uh, next weekend. Yeah, I just, our um, podcast now are just really about our lives. Well, that's okay. <laughs> I don't know. People might die down. We'll live on. Yeah. We'll live on. We'll keep talking. But yeah, oh, fuck. I would, when you were talking, I thought, God, I would love to get the other woman on the podcast. Like, if I could. I wonder if I reached out to this young woman and said, hey, how would you, like, you'd be anonymous. Oh, my God, that would be juicy, wouldn't it? Anyway. Yeah, it would I, really be juicy. I don't, yeah. I don't trust that she would respond. I don't think she's, like, mature enough. But... Oh, no, I don't think mine would either. Oh, yeah. And, and but, hey, week, I'm putting it out week, there if you yeah, ever want to come on. You're listening. The married, my interactions <laughs> with married men while yes. I'm here. This is yeah, going to be well, your new role in life. Like, I was thinking about that the other day. You know, our agency where we send poo in the post. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we no, can there start. are people who, I don't, the thing is I'm like 52. I don't think, I don't know if I'm like a good decoy to send. I don't know. We can, we can have this whole agency where we, you know, send poo in the post and send you in as decoys to, um, it might be. Well, it doesn't happen to me. Oh, it oh. seems to be happening to you. It's just happening to me probably because I'm feeling good and I'm, you know, in myself. But yeah, anyway, we'll talk. Let's yeah. Just leave it as a huge <laughs> cliffhanger. I had two interactions with married men. Don't worry, I didn't do anything about I didn't do anything. It wasn't about me, it was about them. Okay. Okay. Take care. Bye. Bye.